Welcome back to the Samantha Show. I'm your host, Samantha. You can call me Sam. Just don't call me Sammy. Don't call me Sammy Jordan because I hate that name. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm here with Jordan Vega. So I have to tell you guys. So I'm I'm sitting folding my laundry on a Sunday. I get this DM. And this guy follows me on Instagram. I was like, look, and I'm going to be honest, Jordan. Like, sometimes people follow on Instagram, men follow on Instagram. I'm like, who's this guy? Like, what's he after? And then I start looking through the page and I turn to my husband. I'm like, this dude's trying to break a record for the most pull-ups ever. I'm like, what the hell? And I start scrolling. And then I saw that you had, like, reached out and you're like, I would love to connect and share this story on your podcast and I was like yes please because I have a thousand questions so that's how Jordan and I got connected Jordan are you are you in uh, Southern California did I pick that up yeah so I'm, I'm currently in Carlsbad San Diego so uh, okay. luckily uh, the weather over here is amazing I can't complain and I, I live like a mile away away from the beach so I love it down here <laughs> You're a lucky guy. I'm in the Midwest, so uh, we're getting ready to get into like gloomy, like dark season up here. So uh, lucky for you to be in San Diego. I've only been there a couple times, but beautiful. Jordan, tell us just quickly here who you are. What are you doing? Like, why? Why are you here? I'm fascinated. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jordan Vega, and. Uh, yeah, this year I took on a very unique uh, fitness challenge on my own. I I wanted to set a actually three world records this year in 2023. Uh, one is for most pull-ups completed in 30 days. Uh, my second world record is most pull-ups completed in 180 days, so it's, which is six months. And uh, now I'm pursuing my third world record for most pull-ups completed in a one-year time span. So these records have never been set before. Um, Last year, I did all my research, and I noticed that there were no pull-up records past 24 hours. There there is a push-up record for most push-ups in a year. So I was like, why why is there no pull-up records, but there is a push-up record? So I decided I wanted to take the challenge on and uh, try to become the first person to, to try to set these world records. That's amazing. There's no pull-up records because they're hard as hell, okay? <laughs> I work out all the time and my ass cannot do a pull-up. I actually, in light of our conversation, you should know, when I went to the gym this morning, I was like, I'm going to work on my lats today because I'm interviewing the lat guy, the pull-up guy. <laughs> um, and they're still they're still shaking, but I didn't do any pull-ups. I can only like do the, the lat pull-down and I can do like half my body weight. So um, very impressive. Well, I want to talk to you all about it, but we do something on my show every single time. It's the three things that the people need to know. So I told you about this. So you gotta, you have to lay it down for us and share three things that you think we all need to know. So what is the first thing that the people need to know? I think the, the first thing that people sh- need to know um, is the power of the mind is very strong. So if you, if you really think that you could do something or, or if you think that you can't do something, then you're probably right. So if you if you believe in yourself and you believe that, okay, I can knock this workout out, I can get it done, then there's nothing really stopping you if you really believe that. But if it's it goes the same way, if you don't think you could do something, then you're probably right as well. So I always uh, keep that to heart and uh, always just remember that, like 
you have a lot of power in your mind. And uh, if you believe you could do something, you're, you're probably right. That is one of, I, I truly live my life that way. And so I really, really love that. Have you ever seen that documentary called The Secret on, I don't know if it's Hulu Netflix? I, I haven't, but I love, I love those documentaries. So it's, it's all about that idea of visualization. And like, if you believe it, you manifest it, right? And if you believe that you can't, like, you're never going to get it because you channel your energy into what you do. And I actually, on the other side of my computer, I have like my goals, like I, I can see them right now, what I want to achieve by the end of the year. So I, I truly like believe fully in that. And I think that's a very great first thing that the people need to know. Um, what is the second thing that the people need to know? Uh, second thing that people need to know is, um, just keep going no matter what it is, uh, whether it's you're having a bad day at work or you're having trouble with relationships, as long as you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep going and don't let yourself give up or give in to those negative thoughts, then you got a shot to achieve what you want to achieve or even push getting past that that little discomfort or um, whatever you're going through. So I always try to remember to always keep one foot in front of the other and eventually the storm or whatever you're going through will, will eventually end. I really like to hear that too, because I, you know, life is not easy regardless of what it is, whether it's you're working toward a goal or you're literally just living life like you're going to have tough days um, in addition to great days. And mm-hmm. so that it's just so important, like to your point, to keep pushing through because there's another day, there's another side. We just got to get to it. So I think that's exactly. Really and what's the third thing that people need to know? And then I want to ask you all the questions <laughs> about pull ups. The third thing is, um, I just try to uh, live my day with a smile on my face, like no matter what's going on, like people think I wake up every day and I am like torturing myself like doing with these workouts. But you know what? I, I took on this challenge. I decided to like push myself this hard and I know that like if this is all on me, but I just try to do it with a good attitude, do it with a smile on my face. And uh, even if it's a fake smile i feel like it it just does a lot because when you when you like exert emotions i feel like it does a lot to yourself and it could just make yourself a little bit happier so yeah it kind of goes back even to your first point about like just manifesting and visualizing and going after what you want and it's like if you if you are looking for joy or you're looking for happiness like you you express that emotion you channel it but if you're like sulking and you're not then that's what you're going to feel so exactly um, <laughs> yeah okay well this is really great and this is a great then segue to talk about how you keep your spirits up doing a thousand pull-ups a day so i feel like i need to you need to start from the beginning. It's hard because I've been listening to your podcast all day. So I'm like, did we talk about this or I just listened to it? We haven't <laughs> talked about anything. So explain what the number one question is, who wakes up and decides that this is the goal they want to set? So can you just kind of walk us through like what brought you to this this point and this goal? Yeah. So last year I was just really struggling with my mental health, uh, just pretty much across the board with uh, my relationships, my work. My fitness, um, I was, I was like forty-five pounds heavier than I am right now. Last year, and uh, I was just in a really bad mental place. And I knew, I felt like I just had so much more to give. And 
at that point in my life last year, right around this time, I was currently studying for my CPA because I, I'm in accounting and that's what I do during the day when I'm not doing any pull-ups. <laughs> but um, yeah, so last year I was studying for my CPA. I spent over like 500 hours preparing for the first test. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not super passionate about like accounting and pursuing this in the future. I know it's a good job. I know that like it pays the bills, but I kind of realized that money really isn't everything. And uh, I just thought, what if I put all my time and effort into something I truly care about and I really love doing? I just focused on myself. I really asked myself, what do I like to do? And some of the biggest things that came up was competition. I love competition. I love working out. I love just the feeling after I work out when I'm done and I just feel really accomplished with myself. And uh, yeah, there was one day where I just had a really bad day at work and I I told myself I'm not going to leave the gym until I can't do any more pull-ups. And about a couple hours later, I, I ended up doing 500 pull-ups that day and I'm like, wow, like it was the first time in like months where I was just really impressed with myself and happy with myself. And then from there, I just started researching pull-up records. I'm like, well, there's no way I could break the 24-hour pull-up record right now. So how long would it take me in order to break that record if I really put all my, like my full effort into training? And I was like, I think it'll take me a little bit over a year. So then I was like, huh, I wonder how many, like, I wonder what the world record is for most pull-ups in a year. And then I did all my Google searches and everything came up blank. No one ever like tried to set a world record for most pull-ups in a year. In this At this time, I was like, it'd be really cool to break the 24-hour Guinness pull-up record, but I'm not ready. I need a train. I need, I need more time to figure out if I could do that. So then I just contacted Guinness to see what the process is to set a new world record. And... Uh, if you think about world records, you think about Guinness because they're right. the most well-known. But we got the books at the house. <laughs> unfortunately, since Guinness has such a big brand name, to set a new record that is currently not in their record book, I would have to pay. I would have to pay like a significant amount of money. So yeah, you got to tell me because I heard this on a previous podcast. How much did they want you to pay to to have that new record? To set one new world record with Guinness that is currently not in their record book. It, it would be, it, they told me it would be $18,000 up front for one world record. And uh, yeah, I, j I didn't have that in my budget. Luckily, I don't want to confuse anybody because if there is a record in Guinness's record book, you could attempt to break that record for free. It's just, I'm trying to set a new world record that no one's ever set before. So just having Guinness's publicity in their name behind that. I think that's why it would cost so much. That's crazy though. When I heard that earlier, my jaw dropped. I'm like shocked by that, but name, name <laughs> brand recognition, there's always a price mm -hmm. tag. Exactly. Okay, so, so then explain to us where this world record is happening and how this is working. Yeah. So luckily I just researched Guinness's biggest competitors and I came across a company called World Record Academy. So this is my first world record that I set. It was most pull-ups completed in 30 days, 31,125. Oh my gosh. In 30 days. So 
luckily they gave me a great opportunity to to set three world records with them and i just took them up on that opportunity and um yeah that's kind of where everything started from there that's that is wild okay so you set this world record and listen you have like i feel you on the goal setting like i am such a firm believer and i like setting big goals so like goals behind my computer screen or a conversation for another day but like those are my very big goals so like i get the drive and you actually i heard you say something on a different um podcast episode that i wrote down because i'm like that that is always my mindset and it was like no one can outwork me and that is always when i set a goal i'm like sure i may not have the skill set yet or the talent but i know that i'm going to put more time and energy into this than anybody else will so mm-hmm. as soon as you said that, I was like, I feel that. So you make <laughs> this, you set up your mind. So I totally get the mindset. So you set this goal. And then how do you even get started? Um, like you did 500. Did you just on January 1, you jumped into 1,000? Did you have to train to even get up to that point? What did that look like to get us started? So I got the idea around Thanksgiving time last year. Um and I wanted to start January 1st. So I pretty much only gave myself one month to figure out how to set a new world record and to get like, yeah, be able to like do well and not embarrass myself. My main goal, I think at the beginning of the year was I just don't want to embarrass myself because I haven't really been on social media for months. I have like no one's really seen me. I've been really quiet and then out of nowhere, boom, January 1st. Oh, hey, everyone, I'm back. I'm going to set three world records. So I think for the first month, my main goal was not to embarrass myself or to do what I said I was going to do and just try to be the best like inspiration I can be for like the people that are following me. And then once I get through the month record, I could kind of see how I feel and take it from there. I had, I wasn't even thinking about world record two or world record three back then, but I definitely think during the first month, one, it was a lot of pride. Two, I was motivated at that time to wake up every day and do my workouts and like uh, do what I said I was going to do. And three, um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like my, it's, it's kind of like my legacy too. It's on me. So it's like, I want, I want this project to, to be something that I build for my legacy and something that people re- will remember me by. So that's kind of what I had in mind. So you get started, you do this first month, which I totally can appreciate like the adrenaline, the pride around it. Like a month is 30 days, like, mm-hmm. and, and that's a long time for some people, but it's like a manageable amount of time not to do a thousand pull-ups a day if you're me, but <laughs> if you're you maybe. But then, yeah, so you achieve this first one. So let me just like go back. So you achieve this first world record. Did you celebrate? Like what, what you like get the first one done? Like what, what, what do you do? You call your mom, like you call your sister, like how do you celebrate the first <laughs> world record? So for the first one, it was really cool. Um, I like, I got a whole bunch of family and friends come to my place and they saw me reach uh, my 30 day goal. And uh, we also had like a couple of news outlets that come out to, to do a, like a little excerpt on me. And I think even having the news come out, um, I think that was just a little bit extra motivation. Because yeah. I'm like, now I'm on the news. Like now I'm starting to get some credibility. 
but I wasn't really satisfied. I was, I was proud of myself that I said I was going to do, but I knew I had a lot more in me. I knew like I wanted to keep training for this 24 hour record uh, because that's my goal in 2024 to pursue that 24 hour record. I, I feel like that's the the peak of pull-ups. If you could break the 24-hour record, then that is like the pinnacle of pull-ups and it's the most well-known pull-up record. So after 30 days, I was proud, but I wasn't satisfied. I knew I wanted to see how like long I could go. I was like, okay, like my intention was definitely not to do a thousand pull-ups every single day. <laughs> um I kind of wanted just to see how far I could go. And then after the first world record, I kind of just took it a day at a time. I I knew if I looked ahead of myself, I would definitely get overwhelmed. And uh, yeah, then my mind starts going to different places. I start freaking out. I just realized I got to wake up. Don't think about pull-ups at all. Try to recover, get the right nutrition. Try to get enough sleep and rest. And then when it's time to work out, it's time to work out. And then that's like all my focus. So I try to wake up and I try not to think about pull-ups at all because it takes up most of my my day and my mental space. So I, I've learned to just block it out, take it a day at a time. I feel like there's a whole bunch of hurdles that come my way. That's so kind I of what some, I've been doing. I have some questions about still like training and, and what that looks like. But I but one of the big pieces that I've been really curious about that and I only listened to two other podcast episodes, but like what do you do outside of pull ups? So you're an accountant, but like you get some sleep. Like, do you have time for social or like you said, like you try to not think about pull ups. So admittedly, just I, again, it's, it's a little bit different, but like. I'm, I'm very, uh, I have a lot of identity in my job with Cycle Bar as a senior master instructor. Like that, that's how people know me in my community and that's what they know me for. And you're like the Cycle Bar girl and stuff. So like my goal in the past year has been able, has been trying to at least find my own identity outside of that and that mental disconnection, even though I'm incredibly passionate about it and want to keep doing it. But like, how do you, how do you let go of that thought and like, that constant obsession over like pull-ups to where you can like mentally disconnect so that you can keep going without facing burnout. Um, what does that look like outside of pull-up time? Pull time? Yeah. So luckily I have a really close tight knit circle. Um, Amazing. Mostly just consists of my, my parents, my brother, my sister-in-law, my dog, Evan. Luckily, me and my close buddies, we always hop on like a daily FaceTime, which does a lot just for my mental health. So that's pretty much what it's been since the entire year. I've like tried to go on like a few dates, but man, to be honest, I probably wouldn't be like a good boyfriend at this time. So you have a job, right? Like, do you have to go into an office? Do you get to work from home? Yeah, luckily, I, I work remote. So okay. I think that's pretty much the only way I've been able to, to do this every single day. So sure. I just wake up, do my normal accounting workload. And then, um, yeah, after work, pretty much have dinner and it's, I get started on my, my workout. So it's an evening thing for you. Yes. It used to be a morning thing, but I needed to prioritize my sleep, make sure I get like enough sleep so I could be able to recover and be able to do my workouts. 
I, I, uh, I'm glad you brought up the sleep piece because that was something I found pretty fascinating on another episode that you were talking on was the value of sleep in your recovery and the importance of sleep. And I think sleep is so important. So can you share a little bit about how you have noticed that the amount of sleep you get impacts your ability to like properly execute your pull-ups and all the things? Man, it is, it's been huge. Uh, last year I'd say like, Oh, I could, I could run on four or five hours of sleep. Be totally fine. That's but, what my uh, husband tells me when he's out playing video games on. <laughs> yeah, I can run on three hours of sleep. You're like, yeah, babe, sure. I mean, you can, but the, the next day you're just going to be not, you're not going to be functioning properly. And like, you're not going to be functioning to your peak performance. And I realized when I was waking up early in the morning, like I was only getting four or five hours of sleep. There was a good three, three week period where I felt like I was making no progress at all. Uh, I felt like my, I wasn't getting stronger. Uh, I felt like my workouts were just getting longer and I'm like, okay, like something's up. Like usually after a three week period, I should be getting a little bit better. I feel like I progressed somehow. And during that three week period, I felt like my body was kind of just shutting down. I wasn't really progressing at all. And I was like, okay, I need to figure out a different way to go about my workout. So instead of waking up early in the morning every day before work, I would sleep in and then just do my workouts at night. And I just noticed just having that two extra hours of sleep every day was huge for my mental health. I was able to perform a lot higher. I was starting to improve a little bit. And uh, I was able to push through that that wall that I was hitting it was just because I was tired and I just needed, I needed sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sleep. Um, I feel like people who know how important it is, know it, but if they don't, people who don't know it, it it's, it's underrated. Like sleep is so important for exercise. And I always tell people to, I teach early morning classes, the five thirty AM classes, but I tell my writers all the time, like, if your body is screaming at you to sleep, like, please sleep. Like we will be here next week. Like that, that yeah. is your priority. So, um, I think that that's, that's a really great, uh, note of, for anybody to be getting their sleep in. So let me ask you a question. What is the 24 hour pull up record? So right now it is 8,008, but, um, by the time I get to it, which is probably going to be around, March or April of next year, I think it will be closer to 10 or 11 K. So okay. right now there's a lot of good competitors going after it. And I think I'm pretty sure it will be broken before I attempt it. So yeah, no matter what number it is, I'm still going to go after it. I think there I got a know. chance. And yeah. uh, as long as it's below 15,000, I think I could do it. <laughs> you can do whatever, right? Like as long as you say in your mind, you're like, you just tell yourself, doesn't matter what it is, I'm going to beat it. You'll beat it, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. So tell me where you're at on track with this year goal. How many days are we at? How many, what's our count at right now? Yeah. So right now I've done 275 days in a row of a thousand plus pull-ups and I'm over 300,000 pull-ups for the year. I think it's 304 around there. And I got 90 more days left in the journey and left in the year. And my goal for the end of the year is to, to hit 400,000 pull-ups. 
Christmas. Okay, but here's my question for you. Are you proud of yourself right now? Yes, I'm de- so proud of myself. Uh, I definitely didn't think I would be able to get this far. I feel like each day I'm surprising myself. Yeah, surprising myself every day because I've, I feel like there's always a new hurdle that I just go through and I just keep putting one foot in front of the other. It's crazy. Usually I feel like I'm so critically hard on myself. Up until this year, there were very few instances in my life where I was like super proud of myself and happy that I, I'm pushing through and I'm giving it my all. No matter what happens at the end of the year, I, will, I could honestly say that I gave it my all. So I got no regrets in this and I'm happy about myself. And it's definitely changed my life in amazing ways. I think that that's incredible. And that, you know, is, uh, is really important. I mean, I feel with every ounce of my being that you will crush your goal by the end of the year. And I have no doubt you'll break the 24 hour record. I can just feel it in your energy. (laughs) You're committed. Um, so I, but you know, but I think it's good to like already be so proud of the progress and the growth and like where you started. I mean, this is like mind blowing. So let me, um, ask you because I've been really curious too. like, injuries like how how, like are you staying away like have you got covid this year like how what do you do you're like don't come near me i don't have time to be sick or anything but like what are some hurdles you've faced maybe physically that have made it more challenging to get through this besides the obvious of doing a thousand pull-ups every day so the i think the biggest thing i feel like it's just been a constant pain and probably a constant injury i have tendonitis in my elbows so i think that that's what's just been the most annoying pain. Um, two, I get a lot of knots in my back. So I have to go to the chiropractor a good amount of times just so they could try to get the knots out and readjust my back. Uh, luckily, I have a great chiropractor, so, so that really helps. My hands, I feel like they're always torn up. As you could see, my hands don't look like the normal hands. I have one big callus around yeah. here, so... Usually people have small, like individual calluses, but now it's yeah. just like one big callus. <laughs> and I constantly have tears, like tears on my finger are the worst because I feel it every day and yeah. I don't really give it a chance to heal. So you? Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's been a cut on my finger that I've had for about two months now and it just keeps reopening. So I have to constantly just like make sure I put like peroxide or like anti-infected in there so it doesn't get infected. Do you like tape your hands at all? Like do you tape them up or like can you or is that cheating or what? What are the rules? Yeah. So I tape them up. The thing is when I take the tape off, if I have a cut, (laughs) like it's just going to reopen. So I've been what I've been doing is showering with the tape on after my workouts to kind of slowly get the tape off. But yeah. ripping the tape, like since the tape is so sticky, taking the tape off is is the worst part. Yeah. Wow. So then, too, tell me a little bit about like, um, do you do you sh- stretch? I heard you on one podcast say you take like ice baths. Like, how do you like calm down the muscles every single day? So what helps me the most besides sleep on recovery is the sauna. So I have to sauna every single day. Luckily, I have an old sauna that my parents have had for like 15 years that I kind of adopted. We didn't know we would need it. 
There we go. <laughs> exactly. That's what my dad said. He was like, I told you all this time that we're going to need it for something. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. But uh, I use that like twice a day, once in the morning, and then once uh, after my workout, or sometimes even three times a day if I really need it. But I've just noticed that really hydrating in the sauna, getting the right fluids, getting all the lactic acid out of me. Uh, that that's probably the best. If I didn't have the sauna, it'd be really difficult to do this amount of output every single day. But the sauna helps the most. And I feel like the sauna has been a good reason why I haven't really gotten sick. So if I do get sick or feel kind of off in the morning, I'll just make sure I get a gallon of water and get, get the right electrolytes and then hop in there. And um, I feel like that's the only reason why I haven't really gotten sick all year also. So let me ask you too about, so this is kind of another piece of this. This is a little bit more about like the, the public piece of it. So I know you have, tell me a little bit about the Set the Bar project. I wanted to take on this project. I didn't really care when I started about the awards or the world records itself. My main goal was to just try to be a good inspiration to everybody, kind of just set the bar for, for everyone. That's kind of where I got the name. Since I struggled with mental health last year, I wanted to pick an organization that is like really dear to me. And uh, I picked this organization called NAMI, who is centered around mental health and mental illness. And uh, I have a GoFundMe on um, my Instagram page and Go Links. Yeah, all the donations that I get for the project, I'll be directly donating to NAMI. It's great because they really help people who are struggling with mental health and mental illness. They really try to help people right now. And uh, when I was struggling, I really just needed the help that I could get at that time when I was struggling. That's why I picked it. The organization is in NAMI, San Diego, uh, so a few miles away from me. And uh, I have a good relationship with them. And uh, they're just a great company to, to be uh, associated with. Awesome. I think that's really good. I think it adds uh, just another layer of importance to what you're doing and what a nice way to like take this and use it for good and to spread awareness, which I think is so important. Um, so I really love to hear that. So, okay, this is another question here now about <laughs> your social media, because I like talk, we talk about, I've talked to some people about building your following and social media and stuff like that. I feel like the day I got a DM from you, you were in the 3000s with followers. And then when I went the other day, I was like, he's in the 4000s. Like you're picking up followers pretty fast. Now I see that you've done some podcasts and things like that. How are you growing your following on social media? I mean, I think anybody who comes across this is like, I need to see this through with him. But like, <laughs> how have you been building your following on social media? I think a lot of people are just spreading the word. Um, I keep hitting these big milestones, like 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. And then people, they'll check in on maybe like day 60. Or they'll be like, oh, I'm going to go back and see like if you're still going at the end of the year. So then they come back and be like, oh, wow, like you're still going. You haven't like quit yet. You're, you're, the streak is still alive. So I think a lot of it's just been word of mouth. And also, I mean, I live stream every single one of my workouts every single day. So I constantly have people hopping on stream and uh, talking to me, distracting me from, from doing my pull-ups. But it's great. I get to interact with them. I always get messages every day like, hey, when's the, 
when's the workout going to start? I want to hop on and do some polls with you. Mostly just been word of mouth. And I think a lot of people are attempting the 24-hour record soon. So I've become popular in the, the pull-up community because uh, I, I don't think many people are putting up the numbers that I'm putting up. So word of mouth, um, just constantly going on YouTube live every single day. And then, um, yeah, the pull-up community. I didn't even know there was a pull-up community before I started. But That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. You know, I'm always surprised. at there, there are literally communities for anything, anywhere. So, like, I always say, like, yeah, like in, in the cycle bar community, like, every, everybody knows Samantha. But, like, I can go to my grocery store. Like, nobody knows who I am in my hometown, you know. And I recently got into pageantry, which is where some of my goals lie. And, like, it's its own community that everybody knows. And, like... Who knew there was like a pull-up community? But I, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. So, um, so you're streaming on YouTube, not yes. Instagram, right? Yeah. So YouTube has just been the easiest for me to live stream every single workout. Um, since it is a world record, I got to make sure I document every single repetition. I have my own logbook. And I got to make sure that every rep that I do is timestamped to the exact minute. So yeah, YouTube, it just gives you more features to have like cool. your the time, a date, and and uh, multiple camera angles. So that's why I like okay. using it. So YouTube, if somebody wanted to like follow a live stream, is it just your your name or is it what's, how do we find you? If you search set the bar project one word, um, then then you'll find me. Yeah, every single day I got all my my live videos there. Are you flexible like in the time that you start or do you like start almost every day at 6 p.m. Pacific or like whatever it is? Yeah, so I'd probably I start around 6:37 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. So a little bit later for the people on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm way asleep because I teach those <laughs> classes by then. But maybe one of these days. Um <laughs> Well, I think that's really amazing. I, I still have like so many questions, but admittedly, most of my podcast episodes are only about 30 minutes long. So I do want to wrap this up, but um, we'll definitely be following your journey, Jordan. And maybe I can have you back in, early next year. Yeah, that'd be I, awesome. I'm, I'm really curious to see like maybe how your work out changes when you're then going for time you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i'm assuming it'll change right like once you start yeah. really gunning for the 24 hour that's a different type of training right yeah so for that i'll probably i'm gonna have to incorporate rest days but i'm gonna do higher yeah. number reps so yeah. i'll yeah. probably be doing like three thousand four thousand a day um just at a lot faster but i'm gonna need rest days and recovery days too to make sure that I'm not like torturing my body. <laughs> yeah. Well, then to your point too, it's like the sleep and the rest of the recovery. And I notice it myself, like with riding, cause I ride a lot on the bike. It's like when I have a couple days off, I I'm so much stronger when I come back to class, like, and I can mm -hmm. go so much harder and so much further and faster. And like, it is just different. So, um, okay. Well, I am rooting for you. This is like the craziest <laughs> thing ever, but I love it for you. I love your mindset as someone who is incredibly goal driven myself. I get it. Like I get it. And I, I love that you're nobody can outwork you. That is always my mindset. When I do something, I'm like, I'm going to get it because nobody's going to work harder than me to get it. So, mm -hmm. um, 
I like to close every episode with giving my guests an opportunity just to leave us with like one final message, words of wisdom, uh, anything that you want somebody at the end of the day to take away from this. What would that be? Just keep pushing. Uh, it was one of like one of the things I started out with. And just keep pushing. Put one foot in front of the other. Don't let yourself quit because uh, if you truly have a goal and it really means a lot to you, uh, there's going to be a lot of hurdles and a lot of times where you're going to feel like you want to give up and you feel like you don't have anything more to give. But what I could say is just put one foot in front of the other. Ask yourself if you could take one more step. For me, usually that answer is yes. And um, just I just try to keep moving and put a smile on my face. So don't give up. Keep pushing. And uh, the storm eventually ends. That's right. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story. Everybody else who's listening, I hope you have a great day because you deserve it. Mm-hmm.